1: Welcome back to getting up on this Wednesday morning. It's the day after the Melbourne Cup. Without a fight, became the twelfth horse to win the big double, the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup double, in the same year. But what did you make of the Cup this year? 736. Without a fight was far too strong. He was the best horse on the day. And how far can he go now as a seven year old? Um, can he kick on and, and maybe win a Cox Plate next year? Was Sulcombe unlucky or not? He missed the kick, so he's his own worst enemy at times. But I don't think it was him missing the kick that was the, the reason why I thought he was unlucky in the in the Melbourne Cup. Um, I think Joe pulled the wrong rein down that home straight. I want to know what you thought. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Now whether he would have won or not, that's hypothetical. I don't think we'll ever know that. But I've got no doubt in my mind that he should have finished a lot closer to to without a fight. Shiraz ran the race of his life at 200 to one or 150 to one to finish third gold trip pulled up sore, so he had excuses he was well on the market and then i've got to apologize i don't know what i got sucked in with these bloody internationals first up in the country this country um and after watching vorban work there last tuesday morning at breakfast with the stars I thought he was, I, I thought, and as I said on this radio show, I didn't know how they were going to beat him. Now, I was all, I was all over without a fight after the Caulfield Cup. I thought, well, how are they going to beat him? And Mark Sarah pulled the right rein. And Mark Sarah, I think, was the best tip that anyone could have got in that race. He was adamant that without a fight was a better chance than a gold trip. And he was right on the money. But I thought Vauban, just with the, the profile of this horse and uh, Willie Mullins and the, the planning that, went into the campaign to get him to Melbourne for the Melbourne Cup. It was a two-year plan. And what I saw of him in Ascot, he was so impressive. And then he did the job in Ireland before that. And his preparation had had been nearly flawless, you could say, before the Melbourne Cup. But he flopped. Unfortunately, he was out the back and he never looked like winning. And that means now when you have a look at the internationals, um, the record isn't great. Since 2002, we've had 13... Internationals to the started favorite and they haven't saluted. So it hasn't been, it hasn't been a great, great race for those internationals. So do we have to learn the hard way once again? We'll um, dissect the Melbourne couplets welcome in the team. Mickey Gannon from the great tip off. Hello to you.
2: Morning, Gareth. Morning, Mitchy.
1: Hello, Mitchy Lewis. Good morning to you.
0: Morning, Gareth. Morning, Mickey.
1: Um, what did you make of the cup? First of all, it was a terrific performance by Without a Fight. He was given a peach by Mark Zara. It was one of the great Melbourne Cup rides, by the way. He, from, from gate 16, he's landed on the fence. And then he's followed the right jockeys and the right horses into the race. And he's got into a spot at the 600-meter mark, and he just couldn't put enough on him. He was home and hosed. It was all over.
2: It was one of the best Melbourne Cup rides, if not the best Melbourne Cup ride I've seen. Yeah. I haven't seen them all, but it was up there. It was phenomenal. So many narratives to come, but Mitchie on the ride.
0: Oh yeah, full credit with the ride for sure. Um, look, he just went back, took his medicine and stayed patient. So, But also pulling the right rein, choosing the right horse, that's also a critical piece for Mark Zara as well. But no matter what you look at this race, like I've, I think I've watched it about 30 times to try and watch each horse. Is that many angles that you can look at it? For different horses, and not just the horse that won, but some of the other big runs like Shiraz and Dyke and Sweet Junior. It was an unbelievable race. I knew you'd have to bring up yeah. Dyke and Sweet Junior. 35 like seconds in. Yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. So without a fight,
1: his Caulfield Cup run suggested that he would get two miles. Yep. And I think you were, you, were in, you were in his camp because you were tipping him on top. So I think Mark Sarah pointed out too, after the race and before the race, the biggest danger to without a fight was himself. Whether he could settle in the race, and I sort of I had him in for second, but I thought the barrier draw concerned me a little bit because I thought he could be he could be caught wide and he might be um, he might be um, facing the breeze at some stage and seeing too much clear air, and he won't be able to come back under Mark. But once Mark hit the fence, he just he, he just fell asleep, and once you saw that, you thought, well, well, he's definitely the horse, one of the horses to beat outside of band.
2: And, and full credit to Sam, we spoke to him the mo- yesterday morning and he said, he just wants to ride, ride the horse where he's going to be comfortable, where he's going to be able to settle best. And they nailed it. They were obviously far too aggressive the year before. It was obviously a soft track as well. They learned a lesson just on them. You know, just the quote from Bart Cummings, you know, patience is the cheapest thing in racing, but most people don't use it. How patient has that stable been with his horse? It's just been phenomenal. So full credit to uh, Anthony and Sam as well.
1: Yeah. Well, it was well the Crestfords trained him and they prepared him over in the UK. He arrived here last year. William Buick probably didn't give him a great ride. He was on pace and the rain affected ground, didn't help his cause. And he didn't really see out that two miles that day. But I think he got keen in the run that day as he well. Yeah. So that was a forgive, I think, for, for without a fight in last year's Melbourne Cup and then Anthony and Sam Friedman had just done a wonderful job with him. Anthony took him up to Queensland, he showed that turn of foot on top of the ground, and then he spent a lot of time in um, he spent a lot of time in, in Queensland after that. He did a lot of his spring preparation in Queensland. And I think even more remarkable about this this horse's performance. And I know the Sheikh who owns the Galloper has had a lot to do with the training of this this Galloper, but like to go first up into an Underwood Stakes. And then second up, mind you, into a Caulfield Cup and then third up into a Melbourne Cup. It's been some training performance.
2: It's been phenomenal. And, you know, I don't think enough trainers use that Queensland operation enough because it is such a great place to spell. The weather's so good up there. The horses come back just so, so well. And I think it's something we'll see far more of in the future because... They just thrive up in Queensland. The weather's just different. Yeah. It's, so, it's so much better spending a, uh, a winter in Queensland than a winter in Melbourne.
1: I think you'll see a lot more of that. A lot of the trainers even will be sending those horses up, even if they're not racing up in Queensland. They'll be sending them up to prepare for a spring carnival and spell there after the autumn. Um, and I think a few of the Victorian trainers did that with a few of their horses. And I know the Freedmans we're keen to do that because they they looked at their spring results and they weren't producing those horses first up as well as they should so they worked out that they can't really get any miles into their legs early with the trolls because of the 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 rain affected ground in victoria so they changed their philosophy in a way for their spring preparation training schedule and it seems well it's it's worked and especially with the horse like without a fight so the, the question I ask you now, Mitchie Lewis, with without a fight, I, I know that we need a crystal ball for this, but without a fight is a seven-year-old. Um, he's now a Caulfield Cup and Melbourne Cup champ. So basically he is a wait for age horse now. He can go and try and come back and win a Melbourne Cup, but as we've seen with um, Gold Trip, it's not easy to carry 58 and a half and, and win our great race. So what do you do with him now? Like, do you think he's got the ability, if
0: you train him as a eight year old to win a Cox plate at wait for age? I think he could do that, yeah, for yeah. sure. So what, you've nearly got twelve months, and we can see what you can do in twelve months, what the freemans have done with him in twelve months. So there's no reason why. Uh, he couldn't. Could they? Would they go to the Sydney Cup? Uh, Gold Trip did that I, last year, didn't
1: he? I think he. You know, I think he's a Queen Elizabeth horse. I think yep. he gets too much weight in the Sydney Cup. Yeah, carry oh. the grandstand. I yep. think with with twelve so he'll months, go,
2: he'll go wait for age races mm. the, he might even through go the back autumn. Up
1: to Brisbane to the um for a doom and Cup or something like that. Yeah, and well. I mean
0: the next one to tick off would be a Cox Plate, wouldn't it? So if you yep. if you give him twelve months and say this is your target, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm Got no doubts they would be able to do that for sure. It's interesting
2: though he's only had, he's had five runs since last year's Melbourne Cup.
0: Yeah, so so
2: they will be patient again, yeah. and, and he'll probably have two, you know, maybe three in the autumn and three in the spring, and that's probably we probably get to see six more runs out of out of him.
1: Yeah, Sheikh Mohammed Obeyed Al Maktoum is the brother to Sheikh Mohammed, so that's why. I Know a thing or two about the yeah, game. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's, interesting yeah. Christmas with those two. Yeah, hundred percent. Head to head with
1: their horse. That's why Jason Walsh, who's the racing manager at Godolphin accepted the trophy. And I was thinking, yeah, so there you go. Um, I tried to get him on the line today, but he just he said, Gareth, I'm a little bit busy, but I'll see you in Dubai for the World Cup. I said, No problem, <laughs> Sheik. Um James Cummings will be joining us just after nine o'clock by the way to have a chat about I said so dozing in secret ahead of the the Oaks and the champions sprint. And uh, let's have a chat about Solcom. Now you mentioned this on Monday that Solcombe you wouldn't mind him missing the kick. Now, he missed the kick by two or three lengths. Yeah. But I, th- I still think he was in the spot that you'd you'd want him to be in past the winning post. He was following without a fight on the fence.
2: Absolutely perfect spot. Yep.
1: So missing the kick for mine didn't cost him the race. No. You
2: know, Joe did everything right until he didn't follow. Without a Without fight. a fight at the home turn. Correct. But. Here's here's the problem, and this is an unreal problem to have as an owner and as a trainer, and it's disappointing he didn't win the race. The horse was traveling so well that Joe's Joe would have just been going, this horse is going that good. If I could just find a spot, I'm going to go past without a fight so easily here. And he couldn't, you can't jump over them. So no. the fact that the horse is slow out, that's a massive detriment Did to you the horse. the wrong rein, Mick? I don't know, because be, I'll tell well, you... you I, do
1: know. you watched it, did you So,
2: did he pull the wrong rein? No, he should have followed without a fight. So, he made so, a of mistake.
1: Did, did it cost him the race? No. So, Wayne Hawke said that... No, I, he, he, I, I can't you,
2: categorically say it cost him the race, because no. you, you don't know. Like that is To say that is just...
1: Well, do you it's think, the kind of
2: stuff you say off the cuff, right? No. You've yeah. had time to reflect. You go, no, you can't categorically say it cost him the race, but yes, he would have finished closer if he followed without a fight.
1: He would have... Yeah, I... No one can say categorically that he would have defeated without a fight because without a fight was on his own. Like, well, and, and uh, Mark sort home. of just at the last 50 metres, yeah, he's got it, put the,
2: put the whip in the pocket, he's yep. got the fingers out and said, That's two. Yeah. Yep.
1: So I think he you would did it the regret. wrong way, though, didn't <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: we all make mistakes. Yeah. So did Joe.
1: So, <laughs> so it would have been, I think that Solcum, this is what I made of that when I watched the replay, Joe just didn't have any luck. And sometimes yep. as an elite athlete, when you've got a split yep. second decision, especially in a Melbourne cup, you go one way, you go the other way. and Unfortunately he went the wrong way. So he just didn't have any luck. I don't think it was like, a, it was just one of those rides. So, and then, so when you see him be held up, it's the game's over. Like without a fight's gone, you can watch it from the overhead. Once without a fight's got that run and, and Joe's held up in a Melbourne cup, he's never going to beat him from there on. Then Sulkin goes back to I think to the worst part of the track on that day, went back to the inside when no one was really making up any ground there. And he and, and he was making up ground. So I think that I think there's a case to say I that like I think he would have been very like he would have yeah. been very, very close. There's definitely a case yeah. to say that, yeah. Yeah. And who knows, he could have defeated him. I don't think that's out of the Just the Just on Joe though. And yeah. sorry, Mitchie. Yeah, you're alone.
2: But just on Joe. He could it could have been a whole lot worse. Like, he could have just kept trying to go right, and it could have been a complete disaster. Like
1: a Frankie to Tory type he could have of, just
2: yeah. like, made a complete mirror of it. Like, if we're going to talk about bad, bad, bad rides, that wasn't a bad, bad, bad ride. However, he could have finished closer. And the fact that he went back to the rails is the reason why he's run second, because it could have been a whole lot worse.
1: Correct. And you know what? He he did, Mitchy. I thought that he just... As you pointed out, Mickey, he just needed to follow Mark Sare. And once he didn't follow Mark Sare, the luck didn't go his way. He took a punt
0: and it didn't work. That's what I was going to say. Is it's the, it's that split second that he doesn't follow without a fight. But then after that, when he zigzags, when he's trying to zigzag through the field, he, I, from that overhead, I didn't think he really had many options. And like what Mickey said, then if he had a stay to the right there, nothing would have opened up. That was getting worse and worse. So. That one split second has cost him the chance, but then he's actually done the right thing to go to the inside and actually finish second.
2: Yeah, and like I love Wayneo, and you know, but like if we sat there and it take us ten seconds to work out how to order an Uber, mm-hmm. and poor old Joe's got point zero two of a second to make a decision. Like, he's the best. In, he's best in the world. Yeah,
1: but I understand it, that, but people you know. can have an
2: opinion, and that's okay, and, and yeah. completely entitled to. It. I'm not saying his opinions wrong necessarily. I'm just saying. Just add some more um, context to it. Right. it. It happens so quickly, so you know he's made up his mind. He's made the wrong move, but then he's he, but he's made up for it That's by like, going back to the inside. 100%. It is kind of it's the game, g. It's gee, the game, but it's on. like telling
1: Joe Root who nicks one, and he's going out for his fifth duck. Yeah. Oh well,
0: he's, he's facing, but yeah, but but, Joe, facing, but, but Joe doesn't
2: do that. Jay doesn't do that every day.
0: No, but it's in the Melbourne Cup on the biggest There's stage a of fair all. Fair big difference in prize money too between yep. finishing second and fifth.
2: But you know what, Salkom will come out and win the race next year, and it will be it will be okay. Mm. Everything will be okay.
1: It's the one that got away. That's what they would be thinking anyway.
2: You'd be filthy. Yep. I get it. Hundred percent. I get it.
1: Um, text message is coming through. Jamie Carr ride. Um, Donnie says, Jamie Carr's ride from behind Mark Sarr and having to weave and dodge to loom up against the leaders when, without a fight, did, didn't fade the last 200 metres. Um, he couldn't stay the trip was worthy of acknowledgement. So Donnie's praising Jamie for her, her ride.
2: Yeah, she's back. She's
1: back. Yep. Who was the last favourite to win the cup? Fiorente. Um, who, who also,
2: did Fiorente fail the year before?
1: No, I think that was his first was his first guy. I think it was his first I think he guy. might
2: have failed the year before. might have been another, yeah. Yeah. we might have like a bit of a repeat.
1: Stewards report back. Magic Man's post-race report held up at two vital stages by two horses shifting in at the 600 and 350. That's from Donnie. Yep. Does um, without a fight killing them in the cup make... West wind blows a moral for Saturday. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, I'll tell you what, that's a good we were going to get there. Thanks for the text. You've stolen our, uh, yeah. our, our, our uh, <laughs> I think he's
1: always been a moral. Has any West wind blows? Well,
2: you, the fields fall that like you can see. Mark, the, the money tells all and yeah. the, the market they've just all fallen off. So they'll that's, that's going to be a cracking uh, mile race though, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Come on, Gareth. We need to get over the narrative that horses that miss the start are back markers. Some how unlucky, no speed, no talent.
2: That's a, that's a very, very good point. No speed. I'm not sure about no talent yeah. in staying races. Well, in but, saying
0: that, if you look at the race shape, the horses that are finished in the top six have all settled yeah. lower than 14th in the run.
1: Yeah. Correct. It's 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 about profiling the race. Like I, I agree with you. Sotcombe's going to cost himself, um, he might have cost himself a for Cup. But I, I don't think it cost, I don't think missing the start yesterday cost himself a, a Melbourne Cup.
2: Because no, I, I thought he was in the right spot. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to argue with you, G, and say it did. Because if he's two lengths further forward than where he is, then he's not following without a fight. Correct. He's ahead of him. So, it, you know, missing the start has cost him because it takes bad luck out of the equation.
1: Mm. But still, I think he was following the right horse to drag him into that contest.
2: Yeah. But yeah look, he wins the race next year.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Let's just he, be patient. He does need to jump. I'm not. I should rephrase it. He needs to. If he jumps, he's going to make his job a lot, lot easier. Oh, yeah. But still, absolutely. under the circumstances you pointed out in that preview, yeah, like he still got into it. Like you said, oh, I don't mind him missing it by a length or so because yeah. he can get into a spot where he could follow a, the right horse. And I think it all worked out for him that it he did. was on the did. back of without a
0: fight. Yeah. And I would have been happy with that if I backed him for sure. But well, that's a little bit similar to what would have happened with Gold Trip. So. They thought that maybe he settled yeah. a little bit too close to that hot speed. So if Sulkham jump, uh, jumps and he ends up on that speed, potentially he ends yeah. up similar to Gold Trip that he cooks himself a little bit.
1: Jamie James McDonald had a day to forget yesterday. Was a Macca's greatest day once. Um, once um, the the mayor of Chris Wallace... Madam Pomery. Yeah, Madam Pomery missed the kick. I thought, geez, J Max had a. It's, not, it's just not J Max. <laughs>
2: You can't do much about that, no. can you, j No, it wasn't J-Mac's fault. <laughs> yeah. The,
0: the ball was not bouncing in you know no the way. Like,
2: yeah, that's it. When, yeah. when, when, when you're, two against it, days, you're against though, it, you're against You know
0: what happens. He'll come out and no, ride five or six in one of these oh, He's an
2: absolute superstar.
0: I still found it
1: amazing that J-Mac was up at 2.30 on Melbourne Cup Day working horses at 3.30 before the... The biggest dance, They're remarkable athletes. How good is Twitter? You can tell who had the money on Salkum. Ha, ha, ha. Love it. I don't know if Wayne bets. Um, yeah, I don't, think, I don't
2: think Wayne probably bets, but he probably, uh, he's his great mate, owns a horse, right? Yeah. So.
1: S.E.N. track is clickbait. This is from the bloke. He, I'm, I'm I'm tired and, and emotional today. The bloke, he texting in all the time. I've never blocked anyone. Um,
2: but they're still listening.
1: No, I don't mind. I don't mind either. I don't mind people having an opinion, but I don't know. He's usually completely off off the mark, old cob. there. Stop backing your idiot, mate. Gareth, Wayne, is um, an attention-seeking moron. <laughs> 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 I'll keep that one. I'll keep that one for Wayne. I'll make sure I screenshot that text.
2: Message. Oh, you'll be pumped.
1: Um, 832, let's take the news. Loving your feedback on this um, Wednesday morning, 049-736-736. 736, 736, 0499 736 What did you make of the cup? Um, let us know. And then we'll come back and have a look at some of the, the big races still to come um, uh, for the rest of the Flemington Carnival. But we'll concentrate on the Oaks tomorrow especially. And don't forget James Cummings to join us just after 9 o'clock. Welcome back to Giddy Up on this Wednesday morning, 8.35. We're still reliving the Melbourne Cup. with when without a fight, went bang at the 200-metre mark and destroyed his rivals in a way to win the Melbourne Cup and become the, the 12th horse to deliver the big double in the same year, the Caulfield and Melbourne Cup double. Sulkham so a little unlucky back in second, but Shiraz, that's why the first four paid three hundred on thousand there, Mitchy Lewis. Shiraz jumped out of the ground for Bo Mertens. Chris Wall is just a magical trainer, we know that, but that was some training performance to get the Sydney Cup champ to do what he did in the Melbourne Cup.
0: Yeah, were you well, expecting mean, that? No, no, and I was the same as most people. So I had my first four gone completely because of that one horse. So the same as everybody else, I had fourth and fifth and seventh. I was, I was spewing.
1: I, my first four was without a fight, without a fight, Vorbin, without a fight, Vorbin, field, field.
2: Uh, <laughs> Do we touch on Borman? No, no, I'm
1: just, just taking just, me a little we while. Just, we just need a moment, Mitchy. Yeah, um, I just, know this
2: is live radio, but we just need a moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I'll say about Waller is he just uh, he continues to improve. Um, and a great grand final, grand final trainer. trainer. Yeah, he's just got he's got Shiraz. So we were at a uh, Calcutta, and I got up and uh, gave mention to Shiraz, and I suggested what that
1: Shiraz go for
2: close to seven
1: fifty. Yeah. He probably would have from us. Uh, a quick and and rent my, was our great friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, right. Text us
2: in Shane. Let us know how you're going. Uh, how many winners you had there? Cause you had three quarters of the field, but yeah. my push on Shiraz was well, there's about 800 in the last place, um, you know, pull here. So, you know, you could at least tip in 500 cause you're a massive chance of picking that up. You've, they've made more. So that's a good yeah. push. That's a good push. But so, yeah, no, full credit, Chris Waller. Just, that's just yeah. incredible. And Bo Mertens. Good on you, mate. That's yeah. great.
1: So Shiraz finishes third. Fourth was Ash Run. Another great training performance. Kira Mar and David Gates. Phenomenal. Us. They were tipping that horse to win the Geelong Cup, but they were tipping him in a way at 100 to 1 to win the Melbourne Cup each way. Phenomenal. I know our man, Darren Carroll, a harness racing expert, he, he got a tip for Ash Run at 100 to 1 yeah. before the Geelong Cup. Um, and he... And he just missed third.
2: Well, I'm like you. I'm suffering because I had Ashrun was was one of my roughies that we tipped in the preview, and I had it in my exotics. Yep. This damn Shiraz just Shiraz. <laughs> not not the uh, not the first time Shiraz no. has knocked me over.
1: Yes. <laughs> so, and then your horse there for Philip Stokes was a big effort. It's interesting, Dyke and Sweet Junior.
0: Yeah, I, look, Dyke and Sweet Junior. I just I only pushed it because it had a very good record over the 3200. So, it's that that top six. Like I touched on a second ago, though they they were all. Out the back mid race, so Daikon Sweet Junior with a thousand left no sectionals have we? No sectionals yet, but I've got where they were in the run. So
2: it's fair to say they went quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Which is
2: so good to see.
0: Well, some of those horses, you know, you know that they don't really have a choice, do they? Mm. So that.
2: Well, we talked. We talked about the preview. This will be. This will be really. They'll go really, really quick here and you know, because of the lightweight chances and and for all the obvious reasons we suggested. Yeah, so the
0: horses that all settled in the first six all end up fading. But I think you can't really be disappointed, can you? Because that's their best chance, is to try and get out in front and try and steal a race. Let's
2: shut the internationals. Absurd. Mitch, you were out there and you suggested that he's gone onto the track and he's gone right instead of left.
0: Yeah, I couldn't see him... With my eye, I was in a bit of an awkward yeah. position, but I could—I was only going off what Matt Hill was saying. And yeah. I think he's turned to the right as he's come out. So everybody's gone left up to the start, and he's gone to the right and has carried on a little bit, and they've had to send that's two absurd. clerks yeah. to go but, and get him.
1: And that's why the reason for the... the the delay to the cup, no, he it was, was delayed the delay. About yes. eight minutes yep. Yeah,
2: Because at the three hundred meter mark. You couldn't have, you couldn't have, you know, as an in-play punter, you couldn't have been like, you'd just be like, "There's only two horses you want to back here." Four band and absurd, yeah, uh, abs- yeah, absurd and without a fight, or without a fight, yeah. And it was, but interestingly, Mitch and I went out the back and had a look and break up. Just looked a bit uh, a unsettled, break. just like, Very and we, went, we, we were going back four or five, you know, four, we went back four or five times, and it just, just he just didn't look like he okay. enjoyed the process. And uh,
0: um, the there. the talk was how. Valvor was going to be, if he was going to carry on. And that's what I was going to say. Him and Absurd to me. And I said to Mickey, I'm not a, I'm not a parade watcher. I was just watching to see if they were going to be carrying Mm. on. And both of them, I thought were quite calm, obviously, until Absurd's got on the track.
1: So since, since 2002, there've been 11 international horses who have now started favourite in the Melbourne Cup and none of those, none of those have finished in the top three. But in my time, covering this great game, the last two years, there's been some good judges that have declared horses like vorban and the previous favorite doville legend like it's a good thing. now doville legend traveled like the winner didn't handle the ground mm. so I could nearly forgive him but there was no excuses for vorban now i was i was trying to work out i went through the replays there yesterday again and just trying to work out why did he flop? i think there's a couple of reasons. one that he just had an off day, two that he's not good enough which is probably the main reason. Three, that he didn't handle a hot pace, um, but he's got some form over the jumps. It didn't make sense to me, but he just seemed to, like, travel. And then as soon as Ryan said, let's go, he just had – he found nothing because he was the horse I thought you wanted to be on when they swung for home. And he was given a peach of a ride too by Ryan Moore. So was it the weather, but he handled a hot day at Ascot? Um, I don't know.
0: These two last two favourites, Vorban and um, Doville Legend, is there something in that you might need – a race, a lead up run like Romantic Warrior yeah. did. And it doesn't have to be the Caulfield Cup. Can you come a little bit earlier into one of those other group ones, have a spin around. And if you, if you finish fifth or sixth, like Romantic Warrior and then come out for your grand final, then, you know, you've been there, you've done it sort of thing, yeah. but it seems to be these internationals that have the one run in the cup that seem to flop. Maybe, well, I wouldn't, yeah.
2: I wouldn't say, I don't know if that's it. Cause you saw, you know, Lloyd's brought out a few that have just had the one run and have got the job done in the past. But uh,
0: It doesn't happen consistently, uh, does
2: it? My theory on this horse, and I could be completely wrong, is that he didn't get to dictate at all.
1: No, he didn't it, get it, his own it way. Wasn't, yeah. he, it
2: wasn't a race shape that he liked. No. And but we, we we talked about that. We predicted that. Yeah. You know, we, we thought that was what was going to happen and, and that was probably the biggest, the biggest worry. They were pushed from the yard suggesting the horse was big and this, that and the other, but I don't know how you can make that necessarily assumption given you haven't actually seen it over in o- overseas and how it's paraded previously. Well, so I find that enough. a hard, you yeah, know, well, I don't know, short, I've not never seen a horse work as because hard as he did at Flemington. Yeah. That day. So well, look, maybe that, maybe that's why he worked yeah. hard, but look, he wasn't good enough. Yeah. Wasn't good enough. Um, is he one dimensional?
1: Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. 842. This is getting up on this uh, Wednesday after the Melbourne cup. It's. Time for a quick break. We'll come back with all of your text messages straight after this. Let us know your thoughts on the Melbourne Cup, 0499-736-736. James Cummings to join us straight after 9 o'clock. And then, of course, we've got the means test after the Melbourne Cup. It's going to be fun today. <laughs> Welcome back to Getty Up. Gareth All with you, Mickey Gaddon and Mitchie Lewis on this Wednesday morning after the Melbourne Cup. Text messages are flying through. Morning, Jance, Is it just me or did both ball Ben and Absurd both peak and die off very quickly? That's from Scotty. Yeah, they just didn't run out the trip.
0: Maybe they weren't fit enough. I don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's just wild to say, isn't it? that yeah. They both couldn't
2: run out the trip. I, I genuinely subscribe to the fact that Absurd might have just uh, Absurd may have just ran his race before the, before race. the race. Yeah, maybe
1: it just didn't work out for both of them.
2: Um, because you don't see them travel that well. Yeah. He was travelling and then just sort of... So he just
1: couldn't finish it off, whether it was the it conditions, off, yeah. whether the tempo was too much for a horse like Vorban.
0: Um, to be fair to Absurd, though, he's probably the horse that stuck on the best closest to the speed. So yeah. he settled eighth all through the back half of the race. Yep. He got to second in the last 200 and then he faded to finish seventh.
2: I thought his run was enormous. And if there's one horse that you want to buy from from the cup, Absurd's here. Yep.
0: So what was...
1: So what? where did... Um, I thought he was in the first half of the field, Vorban.
0: Yep, Vorban has. Vorban is settled sixth from the yeah. thousand, So uh, he's horses... hit the front, and then yeah. he's faded to finish 14th. So,
1: so maybe it's as simple as that: that the pace was just too hot. If you were too close, you were you were
0: buggered. The other horse that really stuck on well on the speed was actually Vow and Declare. He's the next best that yeah. was set, settled right Easy. up in the thick of it, and he's held on to ninth. There's your answer: the tempo was too much for those horses.
2: Not tough enough, the yeah. bombs.
1: Um, was without a fight so little bias, but agreed was one of the all-time cup rides. The interview with Mark sara gives you a great insight what separates elite jockeys from their colleagues. That's from Muzz. I think he's just in the zone at the moment, Mark Sarr. He's a big-time rider. There's no doubt about that. He's all class, isn't he? He's a star.
2: Huh? Well, he's he's clearly an alpha, isn't he, G? Yeah. He's uh, he, his post-race reaction, I'm sure he might have a couple of regrets about that, but... I don't think he deliberately
1: did that. I don't, no, 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 no,
2: no, no. Like, even, even in the even in the piece where he's like, that's to get, you know, sort of bit of get that up. You're like, you're a star. You, he doesn't need to do that. But, yeah. like, he, you, it's clear to everyone how good that ride was. Yeah. It's just a shame that that's the, that's the piece that we have to see. But let's yeah. not focus on that no. because, wow. Yeah, definitely one of the best I've seen. Probably the best I've seen. It's... Do
1: it's, you know what? It's... It's sort of like I'm forgiving if athletes, the way that they react when they've got the adrenaline going through their veins after they win a Melbourne
2: Cup. No, nah, you've seen worse. Yeah, How 100%. about the Aussie swim coach that carried on like an absolute pal? That was so good.
1: Shiraz went th- for $30 at Michael Cutter. That's a big fella. <laughs> yeah, well, G. <laughs> saying be. west wind blows is immoral. You said Vaughan is immoral. I don't know if I said he was immoral.
2: Yeah, I think we need to put a um, a, a morale ban on G just I didn't say for the moral, remainder did of did the I spring.
1: Say I said he'd be mm-hmm. mighty hard to beat. I'm an idiot if I did. I apologise for that. I'm just killing. It. Like, I was all over without a fight after the Caulfield Cup, mm. and I'm just. Whoever that was, we'll, we'll put
2: a tongue tie I, on I him for morale. We'll yep. get rid of the morale word. I
1: apologise. Boys, it is it fair to say we need to avoid the hype of the international star that comes out that's been set? For this cup,
2: a hundred percent. That's a good point. But it's great. Look, like, how good is it? Because yeah, now you don't you don't the, get nine dollars yeah. without a fight. No, because uh, if, if if there is no hype, that horse starts favourite. I, I was I thought it, he would start favourite. Yeah. And if you don't have those internationals, he does. Yeah.
1: We are killing our product with Channel Seven and Channel Ten going against each other. Also, do we really need the big dance? Love for Sydney and Melbourne working together on Melbourne Cup Day. I don't really want to comment about the coverages. I thought Channel. I don't want to comment.
2: I, I, I didn't watch seven. I didn't yeah. watch ten. Do we need them? Why? Why? What's the problem? If you don't like it, you've got Sky. Yeah, you got. Like you got so yeah. many options. No one's forcing no, you to watch this no. stuff. So it is what it is. If you yeah. don't like it, just watch the other stuff. Yeah, there's there's so many options.
1: Put it this way: Channel Seven do a lot better than Channel Ten with their the racing coverage.
2: I couldn't oh. tell you because oh, I, I haven't no, watched, I haven't watched either it. of them. Yeah.
1: yeah but it's not it's 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 a different it's a different ball game really
2: the, the, the demographics are completely different yeah. if you're a racing fan watching 7 and 10 I'd be I'd be a little bit surprised yep.
1: Um, Garrett, did you see Ryan Moore consider ignoring the interview after the ride for the jockey comments? He, I, th- I, th- I thought he spoke well at the end of the day, Ryan Moore with Warband.
2: Who, um, who interviewed him? Katie White with racing.com. Full credit. Yeah. Katie. I love Katie. <laughs> <You a> bloody, <laughs> never met you, but I love you. That's so good. bloody
1: dead set superstar. Because she's the
2: only one that would have got anything I, out of him.
1: I met Frankie Dettori yesterday. Again, we you know? saw that. What a legend. I love him, Frankie. He's one of my favorites. Of all time in all sporting arenas, he's one of my favorites. Where's Dean Watling? Where is Dino? He's in the air, is he?
2: Mm. Um, is he First okay? class,
1: yeah. Um,
2: we'll co- I've, I've yeah, this, he's fine.
1: You, you live with him for forty-eight hours. It sounds like like the two lovers. There might be a little bit of friction now. I'll
0: get oh, to the no, bottom no, of no, that. No, 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 no,
2: no friction at all. Oh, I just, okay,
0: I just... he's had a mare loading up into the Uber though, hasn't he? Oh,
2: uh, look. <laughs> he stopped Melbourne traffic getting into Uber this morning, and I oh, did. He? I'm, I'm considering posting it or not. I know he's a sensitive soul, so I thought no, maybe I, 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 I don't I post gotta, it. I've got
1: to go to a break. Yeah. You show you show me the footies, and I'll I'll probably say that you need to post it. Okay.